Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number eight. Holy I'm, shit. I know. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis. And with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium, Tony Estrella. Titanium. Professor. Sorry. You're fired up. Yeah, man, I'm fired up today. I don't, I don't know what it is, but Titanium is on <laughs> fire. Um, just a great week. Uh, great Wanda episode. Some really cool news. Uh, you, threw, uh, you threw some Defenders in there, which I'm a fan of. Uh, just good stuff. I didn't mean to throw you a curveball on that, but shit, episode eight. My oh boy. No, that's, uh, you know, this has been a great journey so far, and um, we look forward to it every week, and we hope you, the audience, look forward to it every week as well, so we're, we're ready for another episode. Professor, we, we started this uh, with uh, one thing in mind, is to have fun. So regardless of our subscribers, although we'd like to get to 100, please, uh, regardless of the downloads and listeners, we do this for fun, and it is a blast. Yeah, we're, In episode eight, Professor, I know. take us to school. We're just happy to invite friends, family, listeners into Tony's basement every week and listen to us talk about cool stuff, right? Yeah, let yeah. us know. Hey, uh, here's an idea. Let us know in the comments uh, on e- either Twitter or um, YouTube. Let us know. We're thinking about having a few people watch the podcast, a little live interaction. Oh, huh? boy. That could be dangerous, right? Well, actually, and uh, we have something planned for this summer that we might be able to talk about a little bit, too. That is true, too. As soon as we uh, get clarification on that and right. as soon as we get confirmation, we're going we're gonna to announce something big in August, yeah. right? Yeah, that'll be very exciting. That'll be very cool. So before we get started, we always want to thank our sponsors. First, as always, Studio GG Studios. Uh, number first and, and, and best sponsor so far. They've been great supporters of ours, and we want to thank them again. We always put a link to their YouTube page in our show notes. Please check them out. They, they've done a great job for us. Absolutely. Home of the Man Band, Corner of the Cob. A uh, new hit single coming out called Animal Names. Animal Names. So uh, Studio G, G Studios, shout out to the GOAT and all the people over there. Um, uh, Shy Guy, uh, Peyton St. Laurent, uh, thank you guys for all the help that you do. Absolutely. And our other sponsor, Preston's Pharmacy, locations in Arlington and Maryfield. They've just been so helpful to us as well as the local community. They're a mom-and-pop pharmacy. They do a fantastic job. They're keeping people well. They're getting people medicine. They're starting their vaccine rollout. Thank you so much, Preston's Pharmacy. You're, you're, you're great supporters of ours. Yeah, big supporters in, in a, a couple of episodes. So thank you, Frank and Lisa O'Day. Thank you so much. Hey, people, support small businesses. Um, those are the We've said it 100 times. It's kind of cliche now, but those are the real superheroes, right? Absolutely. And then, our, our of course, our returning special sponsor, MW. Ugh. Um, don't know who this guy is, but the, the tab is still open. And um, I guess we should say cheers to episode number eight for uh, MW. MW, I'm going to strangle uh, you. I'm going to put you in a a rear naked guillotine. Is that what it's called? (laughs) What's it called? Guillotine. Guillotine, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put him in one of those until he taps out. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see it. Professor. Cheers, MW. Thank you. (coughs) 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 Holy cow. No, it's... It was worth it, MW. I know it was. Oh, that was a big pour. 
All right. And then, of, of course, the other uh, thank you we got to give is to our patrons. Again, patreon.com slash supertalk if you want to support the show directly. Really cool. Dollar a month. Sign up as a patron. Uh, direct support to the show. Big exciting news. We got our first patron last week. Hey. I want to thank Gavin Klingham from Teffenly, New Jersey. Yeah, Tenafly, New Tenafly. Jersey. Tenafly. Yeah. Okay. Gavin Klingham. Gosh, I talk about botching names. I botched that one really good. Tenafly, hey, New Jersey. Welcome to my world, Professor. Right. But, Gavin, thank you so much for stepping up and support and be our first patron. That's incredibly awesome. And a, and a thank you note will be on the way to you with a sticker for the show. So, uh, anybody wants to sign up, patreon.com slash supertalk. And, and again, everything that our sponsors and Patreons give to us, we're going to give back to our audience some way, somehow. And one of the ways we're going to do that first, we talked about the minute that we get to 100 subscribers on YouTube, Yep, we're going to do a giveaway. And we're going to take those 100 subscribers, those first 100, and they're going to be part of a special giveaway. We've got some swag like Super Talk t-shirts. We've got stickers. We've got hats. We've got all kinds of things. We want to give back to our listening community. So please support us on YouTube. All you got to do is subscribe. And you're going to be part of that giveaway. Hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Um, that would be great if we could get that rolling. Yeah, awesome. So let's jump into the news and review section for the week. And first, as as, as we've been doing here recently, let's talk about WandaVision Episode 7 dropped last night. So Wow. Uh, I mean, great. I mean, it was... Uh, a lot of people are saying this was a filler episode. I disagree. Uh, I think they answered a lot of questions. They created a lot of questions. Uh, it was. I don't think it was a filler episode as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think we're now seeing what they've done to give us nine episodes, right? So we were told that the initial run of episodes was going to be around half an hour to kind of follow that sitcom mantra of 30-minute time slots, right? right? And that as we got later on in the show, the episodes would get longer. The episode last night was 38 minutes, so longer than... Any of the episodes we've seen previously, but not the, not the hour, longest, right? Not the hour that we've we were promised or we were hoping. Well, one for. of the episodes was forty-two, 40 right? Yeah. So not the longest episode, but a long episode, but not the hour like we were promised. It or, seems to me the way that they ended the show and the way they cut this show that they've taken these last three episodes that were designed to be two one-hour episodes and cut them into three 40-minute episodes. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like they took the ending and they could have gone a little bit further. We could have seen a little bit more, but they cut it there. And then I believe next week we'll probably see another 40-minute episode and then the, the, the finale will be around between 40 minutes and an hour. But that's, again, we originally were told we were getting eight and then Marvel came out and said, we're getting nine. So for them to kind of edit and cut the shows a little bit to, to give us that ninth episode, this is maybe what they did. Started at six and then eight. Um, and then then we got nine. You're right. You're absolutely correct, Professor. So very interesting. Um, six hours total, we were told. Uh, I don't believe anything now after the episode wasn't an hour. So uh, it would make sense that the next episode would be somewhere around 48 uh, or the last two episodes, or maybe that last episode's an hour, but I do know we're going to get some big battles in these last two episodes. It, I think I think they're everything setting is come. everything up for some final confrontation between all these characters, including you know Director Hayward, who's going to launch an attack against the Hex yeah. and Wanda and Vision and Agatha Harkness and whoever the big bad is, and everybody's going to culminate into so you don't think agatha's the big bad 
I think it's a bit of misdirection on Marvel's part thus okay. far. So let's do a quick summary okay. uh, for for the listeners of the episode. So we start off. It is the the opening, just fantastic, complete modern family sure. opening, right? Where. Yeah. She's speaking with, with a theme song of The Office, right? Yep. Yeah. So the opening itself was in the completely, if you've ever watched Modern Family, the mom's lying in bed, the kids come up, they're yelling at her. She's like, I just want to shut my eyes. I had a bad night. And then she's sitting on a, on a, on a chair talking directly to the camera, talk, telling everybody about her bad night. Right. right? And I, I'm giving myself a quarantine style staycation, you know, just myself today. I'm, I'm punishing myself after my bad night. And she's referring to the night before the Halloween episode where she kind of went crazy at the end of the episode and expanded the hex to save vision. And she's just a little overwhelmed and just needs a day off. Yeah, so the episode's called Breaking the Fourth Wall, right? And that's what this is all about, her breaking that fourth wall and and talking to the camera and the audience directly. And I thought it was cool. I mean, she almost acted like the mom in Modern Family. Completely. Specifically, like when she's frustrated or has a bad day and she's talking to the camera in Modern Family. That was was great. But going back to the uh, opening scene, the the kind of the office play with the music. The music was so similar to the office theme song. And then the Wanda, the word Wanda, even on the cheap coffee cup at the very end. uh, There was one flash of Wanda on a license plate and if you noticed and there's a lot of people out there a lot of in social media a lot of people get really hung up on all these numbers so oh did you see 135 on the wall that that pertains to 135 the West Coast Avengers and we don't get that in depth unless you guys want us to but we're, we're not that in depth but this I did notice uh, on the license plate uh, it said uh, a number on the license plate it said 122822 uh, and if you look at that, that's 12 uh, That's Stanley's birthday, December 28th, 1922. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. A little throwback, a little nod to the and, master. And frankly, you could go back through every Marvel movie and anything they've done and see a lot of numbers that are written on different places, and they are all callbacks to previous comic book episodes, editions, or, yep. right? They're, you know, this is... Back to Amazing Spider-Man, you know, 252, yeah. you know, and it, it, there's all these different ones like that. Yeah. Uh, this is just another one. And, and and all it tells me is that Marvel Studios is incredibly thoughtful when it comes to the fan base. They are catering to the fan base and they want to put these little Easter eggs in their shows so that we investigate them. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's the ISBN number for issue 47 of West Coast Avengers. Yes. You know, we'll, people will do that. Yeah, but. It's really cool. They're 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 the set designers, and you know they're they're putting the thought into that, and that, that's just awesome. Yeah, they're playing to their fan base. Sure. Obviously, they're playing playing to the the geeks and freaks and the nerds like us, and, and then they're also putting out just high quality production shows for people that really aren't that into it, but love love a good show and love Marvel. So. Well, you know, great barometer for this. You know, my wife Betsy, she's uh, you know, she watches these movies and shows because. I love them. My son loves them. My daughter loves them. You know, she, we love them, and she's kind of brought along with that. I'm sure you maybe get a little of that in your family, absolutely. But, but she loves this show. She's yeah. like, I, she can't wait to watch it every week, and it just goes to show the quality that they're putting into these productions is so high, and the cast of characters is so good yeah. that anybody can watch these, and that's exactly they, they're trying to expand their audience. I mean, when. Marvel Studios was first founded and we first got the Iron Man movie. 
those of us who are comic book nerds loved it. I mean, we were like all over it. But it took a few movies for I think the general, you know, population to say, "Wow, these are really good." Well, yeah, and, like like Wandavision, the first two episodes. Right, you people that aren't that into it or aren't Marvel heads or geeks and freaks and nerds had to kind of stick with the first two episodes, right? Because I, I had to walk and hold people's hands through the first two episodes. Like, hey, it's going to get better. That yep. was, you know, th they're building something here. Just pay attention to everything because they're building something that's going to mean something. I thought it was great. But yeah, this episode, I, I thought this episode was not a filler episode. I thought it started out brilliantly and great. Yeah, and I think the throwbacks, again, to Modern Family were fantastic. The op the office opening was fantastic. But we what we saw as the show started off was that Wanda's losing a little bit of control over this reality she's created, right? Right. The kids' video game controllers were shifting between time periods. You know, we had a, a Wii controller, then it became an N64 controller, then it became an Atari controller, and then it was Uno cards. It's like, whoa, what's, our game's freaking out. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And she goes down to make herself cereal, and the milk container goes from almond milk to regular vitamin D milk to the old milk jug that you would get back in the Straight 50s. from the farm and the right. cow, yeah. Exactly. And so she's losing a little bit of control of this reality. And, and by the way, did you see that that Easter egg, the cereal she grabbed was sugar snaps. Sugar snaps, yeah. You know, relating back to the, the Thanos snap, Thanos. snap yeah. right? You know, so we, we know what sugar smacks are. We've had sugar smacks before, right. but the sugar snap. Sugar snap. That was kind of, uh, I thought, a really good Easter egg there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. And the missing child, the missing kid on the milk carton. I think that has something to do with the future, but I don't know. I'm just... Well, looking. and it could have something to do with this series. You know, sure. we, we've been, through the first few episodes, there weren't any children in town. Yeah. And we're, where are all the kids? And they only showed up in the last episode, in the Halloween episode. But we're figuring that that has something to do with this. And who knows? Maybe children and the souls of children and things like that play a role in the show. I think they do. I think that we're going we're gonna to revisit that in a later episode, I yeah. think. Or well, maybe another show. Who knows? So, so that was great. Uh, so the kids come up and they're like, hey, mommy. Uh, you know, Billy's like, my, my head hurts. Uh, I hear so much noise and that could be, that could, you know, with his telepathic powers and, and his, his powers like Wanda, he could be hearing all the new people that were just added to the hex. I mean, she, she expanded it out like it's eight miles now. Right. So, well, and if you remember last episode, the people that were on the, the edges of the hex were less active and they were almost zombie like in their right. behavior. And that's what vision saw. But the hex was expanded to create the circus. Yeah, that it, that used to be the shield facility. Yeah, and that's where Vision and Darcy we meet them in the episode. But they're completely active. They're one hundred percent up and running. And maybe her expanding the hex has led to her lack of control. So expanding the hex means that it's bigger and she has more to take care of and more to be in charge of. And that all these people being active now means that things are going to start glitching out. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a great theory and I absolutely agree with you. I think that she spent, I think she used so much power to expand the hex um, that I think that she's losing a little bit of control. And I think that's by design. It, yeah, absolutely. And, and it, I think the, the things we saw again, a really quick clip of director Hayward, and him talking about how they still just fucking shady, still Sorry. shady. I wasn't going to cuss this episode. I promised myself I wasn't going to cuss. Blame but it on the Hayward, fireball. Hayward is still shady. Sorry. He's something's up with him. Well, and he's 
told his team that barely escaped, right? You know, they said, hey, thankfully she pumped the brakes. And he's like, yeah, I feel I'm very lucky. But he said, you know, everything's a go. We're, you know, we're, we're launching the attack right, today. Launch. He didn't say attack, but he said, we're launching today. What does that mean? They're launching something. Yeah. I still think Sentinels are involved. I think his whole cataract, you know, I thought about this cataract. Vision. Blurred vision. Right. That's kind of cool. Uh, a little throwback there, but I still Project think he's. Cataract. Yeah. So I, that's in re- reference to the. So Darcy was able to break the last firewall, uncovered an email or some information that she had learned from Director Hayward, right. sent it to Jimmy Wu. And right. Jimmy Wu's like, it's called Project Cataract. He was trying to revive Vision. Right. So we now found out that Director Hayward was actively trying to bring Vision back. Back tr- online. Right. Trying to reactivate Vision. Supposedly. But yes. So this is the now sentient weapon right. that we think. And he let led us to believe that that's the reason why he was tracking vision inside of the hex is because that's his weapon and he wants his weapon back. Well, that's why he wanted to fire on Wanda, get rid of Wanda, keep vision alive back online and use him as a weapon or, or he wants vision to still help him create these sentinel robots, blah, 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 blah. Maybe, I don't know. We we don't, you know, we we don't know. Still don't know. But the, the, the great news about this is that, in that message that Darcy sent to Jimmy Wu, she also said that he had had zero luck in reviving Vision until Wanda took him. So Wanda was the only one that was able to revive him. And now this has re-energized Director Hayward saying, oh, well, if Wanda's revived him now, now I can get him. Now, I can right. get access to him. So we saw that. Uh, we saw the great scene with Vision and Darcy. He, She is now... The escape artist for the circus, which you and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. She was wearing some costume in one of the promotional posters. We couldn't figure it out. What, what is this costume? She a witch? Well, that, Does she have powers? All right, so her escape artist costume. And I thought that was a great use of or explanation to her being handcuffed to the truck when the hex took over the truck she was handcuffed yeah, to. That was creative. So now she has all these chains and well, she's the escape artist, right. and then she breaks out of them. And Vision walks up to her and Wakes her up. Yeah. And she's like, thank God I'm out of the nightmare. That, that, that was, was a, yeah, that was, yeah, she did not like that. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah. But, and she's not the waitress from Broken Girl, right? So that was kind of cool. <laughs> Two broke girls, right? Two broke yeah. girls, yeah. But she, they proceed to leave the circus. Um, Wait, greatest line she said right there was, you know, I, I secretly wanted to be an extra in this show. Yeah. I, I, I wanted, the, I wanted to, I wanted a part on the show, but that was really bad. Yeah. No, the best line was, was actually, she, she said, um, vision kept talking to her and she's like, okay, I'll go out with you, but I'm ordering the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a great character. Great sitcom character. Yeah. It just shows that her casting in that role was really brilliant. It's perfect. Um, but so they end up escaping. They drive off in the funnel cake truck, yeah. um, and, and go down the road and she then begins to enlighten vision into his history. You know, what's what's happened? You were alive. Uh, your wife killed you because she asked you to. And it was to save half the universe. And it worked. But then, you know, the villain reversed time and then killed you again. And then she had to watch. And he was enlightened to everything that they've been through that he has no knowledge of, right? He doesn't remember his life prior the cliff to notes, Westview. The cliff notes to right. a couple of great movies. He got the cliff right. notes. He got the cliff notes. But he now knows what she's been through. He knows what yes. he's been through without his knowledge. And he's like, wow. But then she does relate to him to say, look, I've watched WandaVision for the last two weeks. 
and the love you have is real. You guys belong together. So it did give him some comfort that, look, she really does love him, and she was doing this for him, and hopefully that's where they're going with this, right? I, I agree. I, I think that's that's where they should be going with it because he he now knows that she made huge sacrifices and went through so much just to be with him. Right. And, and I think he's not going to forget that. So. so then we cut over to um, Monica Rambo and Jimmy Woo driving to meet the team that had put together this special vehicle for them. <sighs> and uh, the on. reveal we were hoping for. How disappointed. The aerospace you? engineer we really didn't get. Well, so here either the the air force major that we met is the is the engineer which i doubt goodwin or yeah major, major goodwin. goodwin yeah i don't think so it's I, not i think you know or it could be a complete pump fake by marvel we don't know but it's how possible about how about this that team are scrolls maybe. maybe 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 and and the aerospace engineer is one of the scroll engineers Anything's possible at this point. I, I mean, really, we're, we're now reaching for straws. But of course. we were hoping for this big reveal of the engineer. Yeah. We didn't get it. Um, I don't think that was them. I don't think he was there personally. I think he just sent that. And maybe that's something they're saving for us. Who knows? Uh, but the fact that we were all wondering who it would be and, and who it might be and are we going to see this person, the fact that we're even talking about it is fantastic. But hopefully we that gets paid off at some point in time. But... They get this vehicle that's supposed to go straight through the hex. You know, the uh, Major Goodwin says, oh, it's going to drive right through, no problem. And then Monica jumps in her her spacesuit and jumps in the vehicle and drives into the hex, and boom, it stops it in its tracks. I mean, yeah. no, no. And it starts to change it, right? It starts to change it to that time period. Right. I think it turned it into a minivan, like yeah, half minivan like or something. A, uh, Chevy... <laughs> T- Tahoe minivan or something and then and, and, and a half, Dodge caravan Dodge or something. caravan <laughs> to half of it got turned into and she got out just in time but then she's like I can do it I can make it through and she decides to push through the hex on her own what was and, she thinking she she wasn't thinking at all she just felt like she could do it wasn't that weird and like Wu's screaming at her don't Monica and she just pushes through I think part of it is she and she mentioned this to Wanda later in the episode. Look, she's lost everything. Her mom has died. She doesn't have anything, and this has really given her some purpose. And she knew that Darcy and the townspeople needed her, and she was going to find a way to get through. And we we hear some callbacks to the Mar- uh, Captain Marvel movie where she was in that movie, and, and Nick Fury even her mom. All these people talking to her in her head. She finally pushes through, and you can see her eyes glowing blue. And she sees everything in this spectral vision, which is one of her powers. She can see all the different wavelengths of light. So, she By looked- the way, guys, uh, YouTubers only, sorry, uh, podcasters, but YouTube, check out the, the classic um, uh, comic we have up there, right? Yeah, Captain Marvel edition one that goes through Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and all of her powers. Monica Rambeau and all her powers. Whether it's Spectrum or Photon, we don't know yet. But what a great way to give her powers. I thought it was really cool. Brilliant. Yeah, going through the hex, and she's like like multiple universes. I mean, multiple time time, uh, stamps from her life. She's recalling all this stuff. She's like splitting. And then all of a sudden, she kind of gathers herself, and she 
like even retains the outfit, which is unusual that she's wearing. No, and and that's something that people didn't pick up on. She's not retaining the outfit. Well, you're talking about the spacesuit. <clears throat> spacesuit. She retained the spacesuit she was wearing. Yes. And everybody's like, "Oh, her clothes morphed into the uniform that she was wearing later." No, she took the spacesuit off, and that was what was underneath. So what she ended up wearing the rest of the episode was what was underneath well, the spacesuit. Correct. Right. Yeah, I, I got that. Yeah. The, there were some the people sp- out there that were saying, "Oh, her spacesuit morphed into her her." Photon slash Captain Marvel uniform. No, no, no. That no. was the sword uniform that, that was under sword. her yeah, space. We've space actually suit. seen her in it, yeah. I think, before. Right. Yeah. So she goes running off to confront Wanda. Uh, they do have a confrontation, and Wanda is like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to be back here. What are you doing here? And she, she she's trying pissed. to explain to her, look, I'm here to help. Hayward's going to attack this place. You know, you're in danger. He's after vision. I need to help you. And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear any of this. And Wanda lifts her up with her powers, you know, up in the air. And is going to basically eject her back out of this place. Slams her down to the ground. And she's able to absorb the the impact using her powers. We see kind of her powers manifest themselves. Kind of she does in, the superhero landing. Right. She does the classic superhero right. landing, which is super and cool. And it surprises herself. She's like, she's like oh, I got oh, something here. Yeah, well, what's going on here? Yeah. And then as they're talking, it seems like they're really... She's really explaining herself, you know, like, you're not the villain here. You're, you know, Hayward's going to attack. You know, he wants to make you the villain. Don't let him. I've been this. I've lost everything. I've been at the lowest lows. I've been where you are. I'm your friend. And then who shows up? Agatha Agatha shows up. She walks right over and says, they're really doing a great job of developing Monica Rambeau and her character. Sure they are. From, from giving her powers to showing her empathy uh, and her I, strength and her I, leadership and all those other all things. All those right? things. They're doing a really good job. I'm we know she's to going that. to be in Captain Marvel 2. So right. this character and this actress, are, are they're doing a great job of developing her character and her powers. Eventually, we'll see a little bit more of that. So your prediction, Professor, Spectrum or Photon? I think she'll go by Photon okay. here because we already have a Captain Marvel. And I just think she'll go by her mom's old call sign okay. from the Air Force. She'll I go think by, so, too. Yeah. I think she'll pick that up. But so they, you know, Agatha drags, drags her away. We had seen a previous scene earlier where um, the kids were, Agatha comes over to um, the house and takes the kids away, says, oh, I'm going to give her some me time. Yeah. Right. I'm going to give Wanda some me time. She's like, oh, is that I'll okay? I'll watch the kids. Right. No problem. And then while Wanda's sitting in the house, everything starts glitching out again, the TV and the couch and everything's glitching out. She's like, what's going on? She has to reconfigure everything. And she's, she's not sure why things are going crazy. She's talking to the camera again. Like maybe it's just a case of the Mondays. That's where that clip was that we saw. And then the person interviewing you, her says, well, maybe it's because it's what you deserve. And yeah. she's like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to talk to me. Right. So it was kind of one of those weird things that kind of got called out, right? Yeah, like it broke the sitcom kind of theme there. Right. And and she, I, I think that's part of it. I think she's losing it slowly. And, and if you noticed, she really didn't care too much about the kids. Like when she was saying, she, she revealed that, you know, that man is not your uncle. Oh well, yeah, they who said, is he? Uncle Uncle Pietro's or Uncle P said 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 that. How, what did he mean when he said that Dad can't die twice? And she said that man was not your uncle. Yes, right, right. Well, that's a huge reveal, right? I mean, if it's true, or she's just you know blowing the kids off, and she basically says to the kids, "I don't know everything, nothing, zilch, nothing." She's kind of losing it, and she she doesn't have that look and affection for the kids that she did. 
uh, in the, the 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 other episode, the episode before this. So I'm thinking she's she. It's not she's that she doesn't care. She's overwhelmed and she's kind of like like when she goes to Agatha's house and she sees the half-eaten sandwich and the drinks on the table, and then she sees the kids show. She's like, oh yeah, I where are the twins? Like that just kind of dawned on her. Like where she are wasn't, the twins? The concern wasn't uh, her first thought, right? right. Um, one of the other things in the episode was great when Darcy and Vision were in the truck trying to get back to the house. And then, you know, Vision's like, I, I think Wanda's continually put obstacles in my way. Like there was a red light and then all of a sudden the light turns green, but then there's a construction group that shows up and then the then the construction group leaves and then there's a, a line of school kids that are crossing the road. And they're like, are you kidding me? And then he's sitting there being interviewed by somebody in a chair and he's like, why am I even here? What am I even talking to you for? Right. And he decides to just leave and fly out of the place. Yeah. And says, I'm going, I'm gone. And Darcy's like, all right, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I guess I'll meet you there. Yeah. yeah right. It's funny. But then we, we get to the final part of the show where, uh, again, Wanda's over at, at Agnes's house and she sees the half eaten sandwiches. She says, where are the kids? And, and Agnes is making her some tea. And she said, Oh, I think they're just playing in the basement. And then she walks downstairs in the basement of Agnes's house creepiest basement ever in the history of the world and she's walking through these you know but a great lair right stone lined you know hallways with vines crawling on the sides of the walls and she gets into this lair that has skulls and cases and mm -hmm. runes on the on the walls and she's like what the heck is going on Weird here glowing symbols and hexagons and a book that is sitting on a table. Let's talk about it. That's glowing. Let's talk about the book. And so the hey, the glow that you saw, I saw orange. Well, I watched it a couple of times. I rewound it from and the book. It. The book, the the glow around the book wasn't red. It was orange. It was orange. Yeah. So, and again, the the thought here is that the the power set of all of the heroes and slash villains that we've seen have kind of related to, to one of the infinity gems. kids. This is that right. time where I say, pull out your notebooks. <laughs> Professor's about to drop some knowledge and take some notes. The books are so well, well the, the powers that Wanda has were are red and we think that they're reality based powers. So kind of in line with the reality gem and the book glowing orange would lead us to believe that it has something to do with the soul gem, right? So, there's, I mean, we haven't been told this. We don't know what the book is yet. There is a book in the Marvel comics called the Darkhold, and the Darkhold is the Book of Sins. So there's an elder god named Cthon who was the first person on Earth to practice black magic, mm -hmm. and he wrote down all of the black magic that he ever learned and, and used into this book called the Darkhold. And there's a bunch of spells, and it's everything evil that you can cast. You know, if you remember all the books in the in the Doctor Strange movie that were all on the walls, this is the one that would have all the bad evil spells in it, right? So, that... so speaking of that, since you brought that up, if you remember in Doctor Strange when he's in the library with Wong. And he's looking through the books and he's explaining these are, um, you can't touch these books. The restricted section. The restricted section. All those books are chained to hexagons. They're all in a hexagon chained to them. And one of the books is missing. Now, we know Cassilius took a book, but he ripped the pages out. He, he only took a page out of a book. He only took the pages. He didn't take the but whole there book. there is a book missing from now That's a good Easter that. egg. Yeah. I thought that was kind of That's a really cool. good Easter egg. So the Darkhold has been around for centuries. Um, it's the book of black magic. 
for the yeah. most part. Now, we've seen the Darkhold in a couple of other Marvel shows before. First, we saw it in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was done by Marvel Television. Looked a lot different, but yes. Looked very different, and that it was in that show. Now, to this date, Kevin Feige has refused to acknowledge the Marvel Television TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as as canon with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, he has refused, even though the same actors and same characters showed up in those shows. I mean, I mean Nick Fury was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so he's refused to acknowledge it as canon. However, the Darkhold showed up in a season of that show. It was actually, it was a season with Ghost Rider, a version of Ghost Rider in, in that show, uh, but the Darkhold was in that season, and that was there. It was also in a season of The Runaways, which was another show that they did on Hulu, um, so the Darkhold showed up there. So we've seen it before. The question is, is this actually, is this the Darkhold? Is that what we're looking at right now? Or is it something else? Yeah, because Marvel has like five or six books of magic that, that hold secret information. It could just be a book of demonic spells. We, it, we don't know it, what it is. It but if just, it's the Darkhold, that's a big deal because it, it could explain a lot of what Agnes is doing or Agatha is doing right. and how she's doing a lot of it. And it, and it links straight to Mephisto. Right. So it, the people who have used the Darkhold before have used it for demonic purposes. Uh, the Darkhold was used to explain the reason why werewolves were created, the reason why vampires, vampires were created, the reason why Atlantis sunk to the ocean. I mean, there's like a million things that the Darkhold was blamed for eventually. But the Darkhold book itself is a book. Of, it's called the Book of Sins, and it is an evil book of black magic. And if that is what she has in her possession, it could be a reasoning behind some of the powers she that, that she has now that she's displaying in the show. Right. So I'm I'm still on board with nightmare and i'm still back of my mind still think mephisto but uh, it's more looking like nightmare to I me i think but. the theory that we dropped last week of mephisto slash nightmare kind of being combined into the same character is where i think they're moving um introducing mephisto would be very cool and it would explain a lot it would be in line with the comic books introducing nightmare would lead into the next Doctor Strange movie. We have heard rumors that that's going to be the villain of the next movie. So if that's the case, great. But we think that that's happening. But at the end of the episode, we get the big reveal of Agnes is admittedly Agatha Harkness, which we all assumed the whole time. Yeah, right. right. We called that out very early. And the funny thing was it's been... The name of her show is it's Agatha all the time. It's been Agatha all the time. It's right? been Agatha all the time. And they did a very cool monsters kind of reveal of the the other side of the show, her own little show. From her side. From right? her side. So that she's been pulling the strings of the show the entire yeah. time. She was the one that showed up and walked into Wanda's house the first day. She was the one who created Pietro and made him knock on her door. She was the one who was manipulating Herb. And, you know, when he was trimming the hedges, she was the one who killed the dog. She admitted, I killed the dog. I I killed Sparky. She's evil. And, you know, she says, you're not the only witch practicing magic around here. You're not the only magical gal in town. Right. So she's been, and then she casts some spell, which is purple energy, purple magic. She casts a spell and it, you see it go into Wanda's eyes. So she, has been using magic to influence Wanda this entire Manipulate time and control her. her. Yeah, right? interesting. So um, 
that's a huge reveal. That's why this isn't a filler case. We, we understand that, that um, she has been manipulating Wanda, making her do all these things. Uh, Wanda obviously is glitching. She's drained of power. And uh, Agatha, uh, Agnes, Agatha, Agnes, is, uh, is kind of pulling the strings behind the scene. Now, we, we still think that there's a big bad behind her, that she's working for the a big bad. The show is telling us that Agatha Harkness is the big bad of the show, and we're like, uh, we feel it's somebody else. Yeah, right? we've been down this road before. And actually, you and I were talking about this before, that each one of those commercials that showed up in the in the shows to this point has really kind of related to Wanda's experience and, and her experience with the Infinity Stones and things like that. And the one last week kind of threw us a little bit. It was it did. the yogurt. It was the Yo Magic yogurt. Yeah. I watched it again, and the shark jumps up on the shore of that little tiny island and says, hey, I was starving too until I got Yo Magic. Thinking that the shark is the big bad, Mephisto slash Nightmare, that I was starving too until I got Yo Magic. Your Magic. So until Wanda and her magic showed up, Nightmare slash Mephisto was starving, and her magic is what is feeding him. Nice. And giving him That's energy. That's why he's created the kids. Right. So, if so it's he Mephisto- could absorb the kids, like the comics, absorb the kids and become more powerful. Well, the reason why the kids were created in the comic books was so that he could enter into our reality. Mm-hmm. So he is unable to enter into our reality because he doesn't exist here. Right. But the shards of him were introduced into the reality through her children, and that gave him a foothold into our reality, which allowed him to come into our reality. So, so. You, you stepped, you kind of jumped on the commercial for a second, uh, the Nexus antidepressant oh, that awesome. pill. That's very good because we know that uh, Wanda is a Nexus being, uh, which is the same being in all realities. She's not a different. But what else is that... Uh, besides being so the nexus is also a a a a point at which other things connect right so you can alternate realities connect through the nexus if you remember back into uh, avengers age of ultron Mm -hmm. when uh, ultron was threatening the nuclear missiles yeah tony stark went to oslo norway right to to the Nexus. The Nexus, right. The Nexus was the center point of the internet for the entire world. And that's where all internet traffic flowed through. And he went there to find out who was manip- who was changing the nuclear codes, you know, per and that's where he found Jarvis ultimately right. was at the Nexus. Yeah. So the Nexus is a also a center point of connection points. So if we look at Wanda or the Hex being a nexus for alternate realities or alternate dimensions, she has now created the access point for all these other beings and things to kind of come through. Right. And maybe that's the point of that. And her being a nexus being allows her to stay the same through all the different realities. So, right. And there's several nexus beings, people, humans, non-humans throughout the Marvel comics. Uh, and she's just one of them. I thought that was great. I thought, well, and then just the side effects, you know, learning your truth, uh, you know, coming to grips with reality. Yeah. It's not all about you. I mean, yeah. it, it, that commercial was just so on point yeah, with what she's going through her depression. So the commercial was for an antidepressant nexus. The antidepressant, and, yeah. and so, you know, basically saying you need to come to grips with your grief at some point in time, but yeah. since you can't, I mean, you can take the nexus, yeah. right? Right. So, have you ever noticed that after every WandaVision show, the suggestion on Disney Plus is Age of Ultron? 
Have you ever noticed that? Like after every WandaVision show. They're like, since you watch WandaVision, you should, yeah, you you should, should watch right. Age of Ultron. Right. It always comes up. I think that's interesting. Well, I'm sure. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that that's where she, she debuted. But and, um, and so did Vision, right? So they want you to get a little backstory right. of that. So, so let's talk real quickly about the mid credit scene. So we got the reveal at the end of the show of Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Supposedly one of the big bads of the show, manipulating everything for all time. Yep. And so where we were left is Vision's on his way. Monica is now snooping around Agatha's house. And she finds the entrance to the basement. Basement. She sees the purple glowing vines all over the basement. And her eyes are glowing purple. Her eyes are glowing blue. Are they blue or purple? It was the blue that she was glowing when she came out of the the border to the hex. Interesting. So that's her powers, basically. Her eyes were glowing blue. So she was glowing blue when she came through the hex, and and then she kind of had to wave it off. But they were glowing blue when she opened the doors. It looked purple to me. I thought she was looking purple. I think people are thinking that she's being mind-controlled, but I I don't think so. I think that's her powers, basically. Her ability to see all the purple stuff is because of her spectrum powers. Makes sense. Okay. I like and then that. what? What do we see? We see Pietro, or whoever, whoever. it is, Evan Peters, whoever Evan he's Peters playing, walks up to her at the end of the episode, says, "Snooper's going to snoop." Yep. And then boom, cut cut to the credits, Ugh. and so we don't know who more, he is. More questions, right? And so the theory now is that he's just a town's person that's being manipulated as well by Agatha. Um, so we'll we'll. we'll have to wait till next week. We have to wait till next week. Yeah. Next week's going to be a big one. We're gonna we're gonna probably dedicate the whole show to the last two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so that's we, we I should. mean, and again, you mentioned this earlier, Titanium. The uh, the show answered a lot of questions this week, but it also just created even more. And I think the way that it leaves us on the edge of our seat, like every week that we watch, yeah. my entire family's like, "No, you can't stop the show yeah. there." You know, it's like even people that aren't nerd geeks like us. Uh, are so excited for this show and to find out what's going on. They're so yeah. invested. I love it. And and people that watch our, listen to our podcast and watch our show on YouTube, they they contact me and they're like, oh, I can't wait till next week. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Uh, and I said, you know what? Uh, I'll give you my opinion, but you got to subscribe first. <laughs> you got to subscribe and then, uh, and then we'll talk about it. But, well, yeah. again, the fact that we watch the show on Friday night and then we talk about the show for an entire week afterwards and we're... You know, going on the internet and seeing what the new theories are and whatever what the new Easter eggs that people have uncovered. I mean, that's just the brilliance of this. And yeah. as much as I hate having to wait a week to watch the next episode, and, and again, this goes back to some of those iconic series shows that that have been released over the years. Whether it's you know The Sopranos or Game of Thrones Lost. or Lost. Yeah. You know, we're like every week a new Easter egg show. And we're like, whoa, we got to wait till next Answers week. Answers and questions. Answers and questions. Right. And it, it, it that's it's just the brilliance of modern television. And again, we're getting movie quality cinema in a television format, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, let's move on to some of the, the news items from the week. So uh, what was Titanium able to uncover this week? few things. Uh, one, Florence Pugh, who's in the new Black Widow movie, she's kind of going to take over the roles of uh, Sasha. Uh, um, not Sasha. Sorry. Uh, Black Widow, right? Natasha. Natasha. Sasha. I don't know why I called her Sasha. Another name botched by Titanium Tony. <laughs> Typical. Uh, she's so going to be Pugh, the new... We, we assume that she's going to be the new Black Widow. Moving forward since After Black the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
she has joined the the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. So that's been confirmed. So Florence Pugh, um, her character, the new, I'm going to call her the new Black Widow, has joined the Hawkeye series. That's huge because now we have the Black Widow character who had a huge connection to Hawkeye throughout the entire Avengers series of yeah. movies. We now have the new version of Black Widow connecting somehow, some way with Hawkeye in his own Disney Plus series. Yeah, so that's I, huge. Yeah, building the Young Avengers. That's my theory, but yeah. okay. Um, the Flash movie. We, we talk a little DC Comics here and uh, DCEU. Um, the Flash movie has cast a Supergirl. Sasha Kali uh, has been cast as Supergirl in the new Flash movie. And again, the Flash movie is supposed to be somewhat based on the Flashpoint Paradox storyline right. from the Flash comic books where he goes back in time, save his, saves his mother, it resets the timeline and changes things. So we don't know if this is the future version of Supergirl or some alternate version of Supergirl in another timeline that he created. So yeah, we, we don't know any of that. We just know that there's going to be a Supergirl in the Flashpoint movie. Yeah, and they're bringing back a lot of uh, actors from previous movies to, to show up. Doc Ock. Um, uh, Jamie, um, I'm sorry. Um, that that's Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting my, uh, my multiverse, my multiverse all mixed up. We haven't gotten to DC versus Marvel yet, but yes. Yeah, so, yeah. They're bringing back the original version of Batman. Batman. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, and I hope they do, um, like the Michael old, Keaton version of Batman is going to be in the movie. Yes. Ben Affleck version of Batman is going to be going to be in the movie, right? So yeah, we're going to get a little bit of the multiverse flavor uh, that the Flashpoint paradox uh, comic book storyline uh, shows for that movie. So that's good. Yeah, very good. Um, so uh, we also learned that Marvel Studios is going to be launching a show in between their shows called uh, Assemble. Right. And Assemble uh, looks like to me, Assemble is going to be behind the scenes making of whatever show they just finished. So we saw this with the Mandalorian season uh, series on Disney Plus. They came out with after the show finished, they had a show that came up on Disney Plus called uh, Gallery. So it was a Mandalorian gallery and it was a behind the scenes look at them filming the show. And we got that for all both Mandalorian seasons. What we were learned this week is they're going to do the same thing for all of the Disney Plus shows that Marvel Studios is 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 producing, including Captain uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki. We're going to get these Marvel Studios assembled shows yeah. that are going to premiere at the end of the show to give us a behind the scenes view into the filming of that show, making of that show. Yeah, so it's brilliant. And again, we're going to get a one week. Um, interlude between the end of WandaVision and the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And so they're going to fill that week with this Marvel Studios behind assembled the show, right? Yeah, this behind the scenes cool. show. Maybe answer some questions, maybe, you know, close some right. plot all points. The, hopefully all the questions of the show are answered by that point in time, but they're going to give us some behind the scenes footage of them filming and, and you know, yeah. the studio audience. I wouldn't bet the, the farm on that. This is Marvel. <laughs> they're going to keep us in the dark for a few right. things. Yeah, so we got that. That was a good announcement this week. Uh, Spider-Man 3, teaser soon, uh, confirmed Tobey Maguire's contract. Yeah, so we've... I See, think that's th what threw me, because I read that first as I was trying to think of the Batman shit. Right. And the... So the, the, the story this week was that the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man has been rumored to be in Spider-Man 3, and that contract has now been signed and finalized. And they've been reluctant to even give us a a title for the movie, a teaser for the movie. Even, this movie's been filming for months now, yeah. 
and we've been waiting for some content. And so I think they were reluctant to do so until that contract was signed, and now it's in the books. So I believe we're going to get some kind of teaser sometime soon. Oh, that'd be great. We, yeah. we know Jamie Foxx is in it. He's going to be playing uh, his villain character. We know Doc Ock is in it. So I think they're going to be bringing back some kind of Spider-Verse type of live-action Spider-Verse, which would be really cool. Yeah, it, 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 again, that movie seems very... We know that Mysterio's coming back. Jake Gyllenhaal's coming back as Mysterio. We know yeah. a lot of these characters are coming back for this movie. And, and, so, and we might see Charlie Cox. Well, we'll get into that in our topic of the week, so uh, hold that one. So well, Let's uh, get into the topic of the well, week. Well, we got one more. Um, there is a new theory that came out uh, just recently about the special new cameo that we've kind of alluded to in WandaVision. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. So this is, I wouldn't call it crazy. Okay. So we intimated early on that it was Dr. Strange, that, that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to show up I, I in the finale. I know he's going to show up. Okay. So that's what we've thought. No because cameo. we've been told that WandaVision leads directly into Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. We were also told we were going to get three one-hour shows. So. Right. <laughs> but then... You know, Paul Bettany comes out and talks about this incredible actor who's been dying to work with. And, and then of course, these theories were thrown out of, like, who is this? Is it Ian McKellen? Is it, you know, is it Deadpool? Is it Wolverine? We, who is this cameo that's going to be coming on the show? So the new theory... Michael Fishman. No, I'm, I'm going to blow you away. Go. So the new theory is the big bad in WandaVision, who could be Nightmare slash Mephisto, who we don't know yet, is Al Pacino. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Dropping a bomb on titanium. Wow. Professor, That's that would be insane. So here's the, the reasoning behind the theory. Be, the reason behind the theory is Paul Bettany was asked at Comic-Con what actors inspired him. As you know, growing up and, and when he wanted to become an actor, who who inspired you? And Holy he said, "Connect the dots. You got that from connecting Robert these dots. De Niro and Al Pacino were two actors that that inspired him growing up, right? And then it we is revealed that Al Pacino was asked in a in an interview with I believe Esquire or Variety, I can't remember which one, that somebody asked him about the Marvel movies, and he's like, "Who wouldn't want to see those? They're fantastic movies. They're great." Yeah. He said, "I probably would never be in one, but they're fantastic movies." And he goes, "But I have talked to Kevin Feige." Oh, so it's confirmed that Al Pacino met with Kevin Feige and they had a discussion. And he's like, who knows? Maybe they'll come up with a role for me someday or not. Who who knows? And then all of a sudden his phone rings and he's like, see, this is what happens every time I talk about Marvel. My phone rings. Yeah. So Al Pacino has met with Kevin Feige in the past about a potential role in a Marvel Studios movie. Paul Bettany comes out and mentions that Al Pacino is an actor that he's has inspired him in his career. And then he comes out in that interview and says, this is an actor I've always wanted to work with who has, I've admired my entire career. We have some great scenes together. We have some massive fireworks. So if this happens to be the villain in the movie, if Al Pacino, by the way, would be a perfect Mephisto would be a perfect nightmare. He's played a devil before. And if you're right? casting Keanu Reeves in that movie, uh, the, the devil, the devil, Right? Devil inside us, the devil. Something. Yeah. He was in a movie where he played the devil. Yes. And Keanu Reeves was in it. Yes. He he would be perfect in that role. I mean, not, think about that. Not just perfect, but it would drop jaws all over Hollywood. If you're casting a big bad in a Marvel movie like Doctor Strange 2, Multiple Reverse of Madness, 
And Al Pacino is that big bad. Oh, my God. It brings validity to who that person is. And this would explain the scenes that he has with this actor who he's always wanted to work with. And they've had some fireworks. And, and it, 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 it would explain a lot. So Wow. You, you know what? It's a stretch. It's almost like you're making taffy over there, Professor. You're stretching a lot. You're connecting some serious dots. But let me tell you something. I'm on. Open the door. Open the door. I'm getting on your bus because I love that. Let me ask you this. I love it. Would that be in in line with Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of Mandalorian? Sir, it would not only be in line with that, it would break the internet. It would be. If they've kept this secret and Al Pacino has been cast as the big villain of this series, and that big villain is going to now go into the next Doctor Strange movie, and that big villain happens to be Al Pacino. Dude, I'm hashtagging it, Al Pacino right now. It would be... I'm hashtagging it would break the him. Internet. That would absolutely break the internet. So, so that so that gets back to this is as... And remember, we, wow. Elizabeth Olsen was asked, is there a cameo in the wow. show that would be on par with you know Mark Hamill showing up at the end of The Mandalorian? And she's like, yes. Oh, yeah. That would be it. Oh, God, yeah. Big time. Huge. Any of those actors would be a big cameo, but if Al Pacino drops, I mean that would be sick. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that. We'll we'll see how that ends up playing out. Let's get into the top of the week. We're we're running long. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the uh, future of the Defenders. So for those of you not aware, uh, the Defenders are a team of superheroes uh, made up of Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. We saw these characters come together. In the Marvel television series that were on Netflix, each one of these characters had their own series. They ended up having a series together called The Defenders. Um, but there was some good and bad through all of those series, but we feel... We that, all know what the bad was. Right. Sorry. Well, <laughs> we feel that... I mean, these are some iconic characters in Marvel Comics history. Uh, they were loaned to Netflix, who made series with all of these characters, and... They're good characters that Marvel wanted back. And so they cut that contract with Netflix, that uh, limitation, or, or you know, they were, weren't able to use those characters for over a year. And that limitation is now up. So they have access to those characters again. Right. So the question is, when and where are these characters going to show up again? And if they do, are they going to be the version we saw in Netflix or with the same actors? Or are they going to be new recast versions? And that's the real question. What, what is the future of, of the Defenders? I think for Daredevil, uh, I think they're going to bring him back in Spider-Man 3. Uh, I think Jessica Jones will also come back. And you mentioned you rumored she was going to come back in the Hawkeye series. Is that what? The yes. One? Or no, She-Hulk. The She-Hulk the series. The She-Hulk series. She's going to make uh, an appearance in the She-Hulk series. Uh, and I think they will come back slowly. Uh, and gradually and weave themselves back into um, because you, the success of those series on Netflix were so huge. You can't just walk away from that. But even the ones that were the lowest rated ones like, like Iron Fist, right? They were the lower rated ones. They still did very well. And, and people watched them like and, Iron Fist, right? Well, you didn't like Iron Fist because Finn Jones was. I cast can't get as Iron, over that. I'm still bitter about that. Yeah, I'm bit, I, and I see that casting in the DC uh, universe w- when they cast uh, Supergirl. You great actress. I think she's is she's a smoke show. She's an absolute smoke show. But is she Wonder? I mean, Supergirl? No, I don't see her as Supergirl. But 
I've been so uh, Finn, me wrong. Finn Jones was in the Game Game of Thrones series, and he was uh, great in that. Yeah, he He's was perfect. And in then, that. then they cast him as Iron Fist, and we're like, really? Uh, you know, a British Whitewashed. actor. And, and you know, again, I love the character. I love the story. Oh, I love the character. context. And I thought he did okay. You just could never get over the casting. But I, I thought that series was our. And again, the characters they used in that show were fantastic. I mean, he Char- was too whiny. So, he was a whiner. He was always. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, 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 they, they need to do Kung Fu right. And I think they're going to do it. Oh, they will with, with, uh, Chang Chi. They'll get there. But here's what we know. Charlie Cox probably portrayed the daredevil better than Ben Affleck ever did portrayed the daredevil character on point. He was perfect for that character. He had three independent seasons. He also did the defender series, that show was incredibly successful, incredibly well done, and his portrayal of that character was off the charts good. Absolutely and agree with you. he is beloved by the fans, and everybody's like, we hope he comes back. The rumor is, again, we've heard this rumor, that whether it's Matt Murdock or Daredevil, that there's a cameo in the Spider-Man 3 movie that's coming up, that he was on set to film something in Spider-Man 3. And if that's the case, if he's playing Matt Murdock, everybody and anybody who is a fan of his character on Netflix is going to be so happy that they've not only retained him to play that character currently and in future movies, but that he's going to be somebody that we're going to look forward to. And it makes sense. You take that audience and the popularity and you just plug it into your project and it, it, it's like a full package, right? It's not, you don't have to build that that character. You you don't have to bring a fan base for that character. You don't have to break down that, the, the character. I mean. Well, the actor re, replaying the character doesn't need, makes it so you don't have to reintroduce the character. And I think comic fans know who Daredevil is, but casting a new person in that role would, cause you to kind of have to reintroduce the yeah. character where if it's Charlie Cox, Oh, go back and watch the three series that are on Netflix and you'll see who daredevil is. Absolutely. And you mentioned Jessica Jones rumored to be in the she Hulk series. She is Kristen Ritter played her really, really well. Yeah. Great job on that show. And that show was done very well as, as well. I like that. Um, show. And if she's, if she's being recast as that character in the she Hulk series, again, you don't have to reestablish who this character is. Oh, it's Kristen Ritter. Well, that's, Jessica Jones. Well, we know who Jessica Jones is. We know who her powers are. Right. So that would be awesome. Like the Punisher. Pre- right. Same thing. Right. And and again, Punisher is a great, another great example. Everybody loved John Bernthal as a Punisher. Sure. He first showed up in Daredevil season two on Netflix. Then he had two seasons on his own as the Punisher. And they were both incredible, incredibly violent and incredibly just right. crazy. But they were awesome. Yeah. And John Bernthal was Perfect for that role, and I swear I hope they bring bring him back somehow, some way. The other two, I think, are up for debate, right? So, I love the guy they cast, Mike um, Coulter. Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. I think he was great. I thought the show he was the perfect person to cast in the character of Luke Cage. It was awesome. The show writing, he, I he think, was great. The show writing sucked. Come on, we can say it. The show writing sucked. Great character, great casting. The show writing sucked. He actually he first showed up. Before he had his own show on Netflix, he, he first showed up in the first season of Jessica Jones. Right. And he was great in that. He was great. Because that series was written very well, and yeah. he was fantastic yeah. in that. The character and the actor playing him are great. Yes. And so if we keep Mike Coulter, we're happy. 
Absolutely. Now I think the one character you're hoping they recast is has to get rid of Iron Fist. Cut them. Get rid of them. And you know what? We may get who knows when when Shang Chi comes out. If if we get a little Iron Fist Fist in there, if we get an Iron Fist Easter egg or a new Iron Fist show up in that movie, that would be great. So that leads into a lot of different possibilities for series and movies for us. you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist in real life or in the comic books, they're best friends. They create their own agency called Heroes for Hires. Where, where Heroes for Hire, where you can, if you need help and you want superheroes to help you out, you can hire these guys and they'll come. You know, <laughs> they'll work people over or they'll solve your problems. They're good buddies. Uh, the Defenders as a group would be a great movie as well. So, you know, I, I think we've got some possibilities there, and I hope they find a way to reintroduce these characters. Great stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Professor. All right. So let's move on to our question. We have a question of the week this week, Tom? We do not have a question of the week this week. So I think it's uh, the bell has rung. Uh, school is out, Professor. Let's uh, let's close out the show. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a great show, and we're, we got a lot to talk about next week, so we'll look forward to it. So that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone.